Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's episode right here at Tiki Hut Studios. I'm your host, Mr. Ken Rose. <laughs> and I am Joe Carlisle. This is the Joe Knows, the podcast show. Uh, we are joined here. All right, we want to say first to our lovely Miss Lisa that she is out today. She's not feeling good. Uh, our heart and our prayers are with her. She's okay. She's okay. Uh, just an abundance of caution. She stayed home, and we hope she gets plenty of rest and feels better. Lisa, I know you're watching. Do not do that thing where you stayed home to rest and then you're doing laundry and housework. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> that said, this is our guest, Brad Helton, or lovingly known as B-Rad. <laughs> Say hi to everybody, Brad. Hello there. Well, I'm far from the lovely Miss Lisa, but I'll be the lovely B-Rad. You know, <laughs> the lovely B-Rad. <laughs> tell, tell us about you, who you are and what you do. Uh, Brad Helton, of course, with the Law Offices of Pamela J. Helton here for all your legal needs in Lake County. Anything you need, give us a call. If we can't help you, we know someone who can. Of course, again, Brad Helton with the Law Offices of Pamela J. Helton. There you go. Boy, that's kind of my theme, too. You know, if I can't help you, hopefully I know someone who can. Maybe you maybe you decry help. <laughs> I, do this, I do the same thing. If we can't print it, you don't need it. <laughs> Do you like my little opening credit dance there? That's, it's fabulous. Do you know? Really? Do you know what we call that? <laughs> it's the white guy overbite. <laughs> Been used by by real men in clubs for decades. I was actually the 1986 champion, world champion of the white guy overbite. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't God. need any hips. You, you know, guys it's just, never it's, learned the drink it's all and the upper body. That's the, <laughs> the drink and the two steps. It'll carry you anywhere. Nope. In the world, nope. The white guy overbite goes way, way back. <laughs> That's too much. That's too much. So, so Joe, how was your weekend, man? My weekend was pretty. You know what? My weekend was so good. I got a chance to uh, help some. I did a little bit of work Saturday morning. You know, that was good. That felt good. And uh, kind of had a rough Friday. You know, so mm. I, was, I love to have the end of the week wrap up strong. Mm. Well, it wrapped up strong, but not necessarily pleasant, you know. And so, Miss <laughs> Pat and I got a couple of things going on that are hitting us in the head. It's, it's amazing when you try to buy a house. How things just seem to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> you know. Or sell. Or, 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 or sell. Speaking or of coming sell. out of the woodwork, you try and sell, and everything comes out of the woodwork. That's right. That's right. So, anyways, but you know what? We had a great time. We we went out. Miss, we do our shop. We do a Dave Ramsey thing mm -hmm. where we're planning our budget. And Miss Pat has a uh, has a YouTube channel uh, and a YouTube show of her own now called Carlisle Clan Budgeting. It's uh, real budgeting for for real people who have real world problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, her biggest frustration has always been our whole marriage. You see these budgeting books or budgeting videos, and it's all people like, okay, Bob is an executive consultant and makes $180,000 a year. His wife, Susie, is a medical assistant that makes $120,000 a year. Bob and Susie are in debt up to their eyebrows, you know, and, 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 you know, and the advice is always, okay, Bob, maybe you should golf not three times a week, but twice a week. <laughs> Susie, you probably don't need a thousand pairs of shoes. So restrict your shoe buying to one pair a week. And as you know, my wife's trying to figure out how to feed four kids and put gas <laughs> in the car. Something a lot of people are starting to struggle <laughs> right, right. with, right? I think she was, she was very timely in the planning and the implementation of this thing. So anyways, we're at the store. Because um, because she wants to 
you know, shop regularly instead of pub. It's easy when your kids go away. You know this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kids go away, you start going out, or you hit the grocery store like every day for <laughs> something quick. That's a way to get the money to, to add up. Oh, fast. man. Well, that's because they put the milk in the back. That's right. You so got to walk past everything. You walk past everything else. Like, okay, I need that. I, need that. You know, I swear there are now three <laughs> chip aisles, and they're not all together, right? It was $100 well, for that Ramsey gallon course, of milk. You said, Joe, you started with the Dave Ramsey principle, right? <laughs> and the Dave Ramsey course is an incredible course at day to day, you know, um, monetary conservatism. It really is it good. Is. Did you take the Dave Ramsey? Course? I have taken not only the Dave Ramsey course. Dave Ramsey impressed me. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I have to say that I'm I... am not easily impressed. I, <laughs> <laughs> neither am I, yeah. but he did. <laughs> I, I tell you, I've been to a bunch of these things, and, and he, you know, I told my wife, she, this was like the early 2000s. She, uh, he was come, she was starting to follow him, and he, uh, before the internet was really big, and before social right. media... So she was starting to follow his stuff through television and, and the radio and stuff. And he was coming to UCF and it was like an eight hour seminar. And she like signed up <laughs> and she's like, but it's free. I'm like, honey, I've been to dozens of these. It's never free. It's, it's, free. it's never, never free. free. <laughs> it's an eight hour sales mm. pitch. They're going to want 10 grand. And you buy a time. <laughs> That's right. So, so the, but you get a free breakfast. Yes. <laughs> Now, this didn't even include that, you know. So when we went, I the deal was, look, I'll give it a shot, you know, because I was pretty much burned out on these guys. Right. I didn't have any money anyways, right? And uh, so it was kind of our date day. We went out and did it and went and saw Dave, and I said, I'm going to give it a shot. But the first time he hits us with a sales pitch, you know, I'm out. Right. I'm gone. Right. Well, you walked in, and he gave you a notebook, like, like a workbook. And he literally taught... All of his concepts. Mm -hmm. Like he gave you right. like actual information. Actual the only, stuff you didn't have to yeah, do. The, the only sales pitch came in like the last five minutes. And it was as simple as, look, I got a lot of stuff on the tables around the building. If you're interested, please. And the stuff wasn't expensive. He didn't try to sell me some $9,000 course. So Patty and I have been fans for years. We've actually taken financial peace three times mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So, but Dave. And he doesn't restrict... You know, uh, the number of people that can take part in it. That's what I was right, appreciating. Right, right, yeah. In other yeah. words, you can get a group from your church or your civic activity. And do you, you know... you to move up to your mic, too, because oh, okay. otherwise... Sorry. Uh, that's better. Here's the thing. There I'm you go. I'm a loud guy. You, you yeah. almost have to make love <laughs> to it. Mic. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Start the music. Start the intro music. There we go. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I got it. Hey, be ready. You asked um, for it. <laughs> I can't even turn it off now. I got, I got, I got, I just got to cut in because I'm, I'm, I'm giggling my ass off because something's funny. Because, because you're telling a story about, uh, you, you, you know, the guy's making 180,000 and the woman's making 120 and budgeting. And, and all I can think in my mind are, are those are those HGTV shows where, you know, Jenny is a cricket farmer in Alaska <laughs> and, 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 and her husband sells paper airplanes. Their budget is 5.6 million. million yeah. <laughs> I, always, I see that and I always think, one, I'm too old. Two, I'm in the wrong business, and three, <laughs> I know they have rich parents. Okay, just don't tell me they me. don't have a cosigner. Yeah, no. You know. Anyway. Anyways, mm. so so we're at the store because we're trying to do the Dave Ramsey thing. We're trying to walk the walk, you know, not just talk the talk. And oh, if you're interested in what she's doing, it's Carlisle Clan budgeting on YouTube. Just look it up. 
I'm pretty sure nobody else has a Carlisle clan budgeting <laughs> YouTube channel. Although a lot of people have a Joe knows YouTube channel. I, we need to talk. I mean, maybe I need to have a survey. I need to add something in front. Everything Joe knows. Joe so knows America. So it's Carlisle Joe knows clan nothing, you know, on YouTube. So on YouTube is Carlisle clan budgeting. Carlisle clan budgeting. Yep. And she goes through what she got. We've gone back to the basics. So we're at the store and man, you know, it's just been, we had a big lunch, met with some people. We had a big lunch and don't you know it, man, I walked by and there they were, man, I just knew I had to have me a hot dog. Mm. And so we planned on hot dogs and beans for dinner. So if you're on a budget, was it, was it a chicken, pork dog no. or was it no. something else? No, it was a Nathan's hot dog. They are very reasonably priced. And you know what? All beef, as far as a hot dog goes, these are good for you. Okay, now that does not to seem to say hot dogs are good for you, but a Nathan's all beef hot dog is probably a whole lot better for you than some chicken, beef, pork parts. Well, it's all about horse. The taste. That crispy snap and delicious. Oh flavor. man, they're so good. But it's because not it's to mention all beef. Can. Ken going out of his way to wear the Nathan's hot dog man outfit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's advertising. That's an but incredible you, thing. You, but you at least yeah. though hot and bothered. She went and bought some Nathan's hot dog oh, yesterday public. See, oh, there like, you oh, go. I need some of those nice look, hot dogs. Look, I don't. I'm not getting. Look, let's be clear. Snap. I did that's not right. get Lisa all hot and bothered. You, that's your job, buddy. <laughs> I, I. That's Mrs. Rose. All right. I get Miss Pat all hot and bothered. Sorry, Miss Pat. Yeah. Actually, now I'm going to go home and get in trouble because I said that, but I just couldn't resist. I love you, baby. Quite you right. Melt my so funny. butter. I actually watched the <laughs> annual Nathan's uh, competition oh, every gosh. year, and it makes me sad. It makes me sick. Because I see them, them going full force, <laughs> dipping it in water, swallowing oh. them all. Oh, that's waste. And I'm thinking, I could eat 52 of those. <laughs> Please just stop the clock and let me enjoy it. You know, and enjoy that, that's, incredible that's why I couldn't uh -huh. do it. I mean, you know, by the time you dip it in water, I mean, you, oh. you just totally ruined it, oh. you know. I don't get it. You, uh, you know, I just can't imagine it coming out from either end. I will, after, I will tell you, you what know? we did. We even went the extra dollar and a half to get high quality fresh buns. Yes. To wrap mm. my Nathan's hot dogs in. I, li I like the, the, the top split buns, though. Oh, my gosh. They're so, so good. Because you usually use those with lobster rolls. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same, same. Yeah. Anyway, so it was a good time. I got my Nathan's on. <laughs> and you know what? These days, I'm getting my Nathan's on once, twice a week. So We so actually bought a huge package because it's just the two of us. Right? Oh, yeah. And we busted it up. I got enough Nathan's for... Three four weeks now. Now he needs Kenan's outfit to make him. <laughs> so so your your home budget is a fluid budget. As it they is call a it. fluid. So budget. it can go up, it can go down, depending on what Joe knows needs well, to be in the refrigerator. Here's the thing: the, the beauty the beauty of this whole thing is, as Dave Ramsey teaches, Joe is the free spirit and the spender. <laughs> Miss Pat is the nerd and the saver. Okay, so she tends to take care. I'm fully aware. We have a budget meeting once a week just so I'm aware <laughs> of stuff. And it actually helps keep me on track. But she uh, she's the one doing this, and it's it's good for her. Once again, that's CarlisleClanBudgeting.com if you want to know. Not .com. CarlisleClanBudgeting on YouTube. We're not up to .com yet. It's it's a work in progress. Mm. <laughs> we'll get there. How, we'll how, get there. how are you with budgeting, Brad? You pretty good with bud budgeting? Or? Oh, I'm very good. I'm very good. Well, thanks to Dave Ramsey and thanks to Carlisle Clan Budgeting, <laughs> you know, I've made my way. But no, I live a, a very inexpensive life. I've uh, I've learned to achieve great results with small amounts. Mm. It's all about dedication. 
and and letting go of of these preconceptions that we have about keeping up with the Joneses and being the best in society uh, yeah, and yeah. driving the most expensive car. Yep. If you let those go, if you redefine life in its entirety, not a money chase, not a money grab, not something that requires, you know, a lot of times it makes me sad when my, my son has an event or something and every kid gets a trophy because I feel like you don't, you, I'm <laughs> we, proud of you, son. We, you don't need a trophy to... Uh, to really celebrate what you've accomplished. You've accomplished it. Find it within yourself. And then the trophy's unnecessary. It's a nice thing to have in remembrance, and one day you'll look back and appreciate it as a something that instantly triggers a memory. But your accomplishment is something you've done and you should be proud of internally. And that's the same way with life. Life's a fight. And I don't need a hundred thousand dollar car. I don't need fancy food. Although every once in a while, yeah. like a, a steak, you know, a good, a good, a good steak is nice. Yeah. Now you know um, I don't want to give you the wrong idea. Pounds. Although I am the spender in the free spirit, I'm yeah. as cheap as oh, they get. I am not afraid <laughs> of a dumpster insane. dive. <laughs> if I <laughs> think there's something dive. in it, actually, I recently went into my gardening. We talk about my gardening <laughs> a lot, and um, most of what's in my garden was found materials like the tables that I set my mm -hmm. pots on right the pots themselves were found you know somebody was getting rid of them and I was a scoop Joe, right just, in and just get because them. the pots were on their doorstep did not mean they were getting <laughs> they rid were of them free, Joe yeah. oh that's and, not and they're not no throwing that away after not. midnight when the lights were out I thought they were just <laughs> throwing them away the you let I actually I was driving home last Thursday <laughs> and somebody had an old workout machine that was broken in half <laughs> There's and never a workout machine that's broken in half. <laughs> it was broken in half. And it, it was like, I know it was like one of these boxing things that had a heavy base. Mm. And, mm -hmm. But man, it was broken in half. And I thought, you know what? That'll make two good pots. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get them the first time, but on the way home, they were still there. I was like, I snagged those boys up. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> He's serious about dumpster diving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I ain't kidding, man. I ain't yeah. kidding. There's, people throw away a lot of good stuff. Yeah, the only way... <laughs> The only way home exercise equipment breaks is because you're stacking too much laundry on it. Oh. Do you know? Do you know when? When I before I got into real estate, okay, I don't think I ever spent more than a hundred dollars on furnishing a house. <laughs> Gifts or, or dressing, evidently. Throwaways, dressing, <laughs> dressing. That's in my old reiteration, you know. So anyways, we, look, we're going to go and come back because we have to hear from our... Well, we don't have to hear from our sponsors, but we love... And they pay the bills. And they pay the bills. So we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. Don't go away because we have more today on Joe Knows the Podcast with B-Rad Hilton. <laughs> Market your brand and personalize your message. Brand Squad opens doors to new ideas, helping to grow your business with smarter marketing. Thousands of promotional items, thousands of ideas. Turn prospects into customers with Brand Squad's memorable promotional products. Simple marketing, effective results. We do the thinking, you do the winning. Brand Squad, on point with your promotional products. Lame, okay. Hey, we are back, and as you can see, uh, Joe and I have been touring all of the beautiful Florida beaches this spring, and right here we are in Siesta Key, located on the Gulf Coast. Lisa is not here, and she's missing out again. Uh, like Joe said, she's feeling under the weather. That's because she was in a 
flying petri dish, <laughs> you know, Sunday, and yeah, you all know what that is, and uh, yeah, the hell with the airlines. Welcome to air flight in the United States this, in 2022. With with the success of our show, Joe and I will have a private jet by 2087, I believe. <laughs> Good luck for our that. 120th birthday. <laughs> Woo! I've seen the show. Good luck with that. <laughs> All right, maybe just a paper airplane. There you go. Hey, oh, well, well, you can buy a $5.2 million house with that. Hey, that's a good business, apparently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Joe No Show with our special guest. Guest? Guest. Guest. B-Rad. Brad is a guest. B-Rad Hilton. <laughs> Helton from, from the law office of Pamela J. Helton right here in Claremont. Hey, you know what you know you know what I saw today on uh Let on your mother know that that's a thousand dollar ad plug. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, how you're gonna buy that's how we're gonna do it. Joe, that's gonna be our strategy. We're gonna plug and then send them an invoice. And then send them an invoice. <laughs> I like go. that idea. We've just come up with our concept. Do you know I, I wanna ask you this question because we're realtors. I saw <laughs> on social media this morning some local realtor actually makes a post that says and you understand they're just looking for i can't find a house that fits my customers needs in claremont they're willing to pay 25 up to twenty five thousand dollars over asking price they don't talk about in the post about what their customer is looking for <laughs> but they say it's a mom and dad and two kids and their price range is Take a guess. They can't find a house that fits their needs anywhere. One twenty-five to one seventy-five. Hmm? One million. Mm-mm. Three fifty to five hundred thousand. What I want to say to people is every new subdivision is <laughs> three fifty to five hundred thousand. You could find a yeah. decent resale with a pool and a yard for that kind of money with like five bedrooms. Look, I want to say <laughs> it, this. This says to me. A realtor who's lying through their teeth to get people who are thinking about selling to call them. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, I believe in marketing, but that's just scamming. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just wrong, man. Yeah, 350 to 500 is any, really any home in any subdivision for the most part. You could you could get a nice home built 10 years ago, not in a subdivision, not in an HOA, maybe in a subdivision that's, that's no right. HOA. But, I mean, you can buy in Claremont. Miniola area, right? You could buy something on a half acre, for right that. by the turnpike, right by. Well, actually, no, no, no. Miniola's full. Don't come to Miniola. <laughs> Don't come to Miniola. <laughs> I just, it just, it, it had an air of falsehood to me because they didn't right. say anything about the house, right? So what is it that they can't find? Is it they want a pool and a mother-in-law suite and three acres? Well, you know. And a pony. I mean. The whole point is they're hitting all the possibilities. Right. So that they get all the responses. However, Joe knows. Joe knows. Joe knows (laughs) um, the the possibilities out there in the market. So you should respond to him. That that you've got the perfect house. Oh, I got a response for her. Take the ad. That's right. Now, here's the thing. I want to say. Well, no, I'll say that later. Never oh, mind. I'll save that for my marketing oh. minute. I'll save that for my okay. marketing minute. I, ju- I just want to say to people, you know, and I hear about this, it's not just real estate. I, I see this kind of stuff all the time. People need to be careful. You've got to kick your brain into action. You know, one of the, one of the ads I hate on television is uh, they have a new ad out now that is a group of old people telling their friend or their child, you know, that they avoided a scam. Yes, you have no uncle 
that's in Ghana. Okay. Right. right, right. <laughs> no. That would like you to just yes. deposit a million dollars. <laughs> no <laughs> Ethiopian <laughs> prince yeah, is no going to reach out to you. You know, it's, oh, I saw it was a weird, uh, you know, it wanted me to open up. A thing. Look, you got to have a brain, right? You, Good luck. <laughs> you, <laughs> Good luck. I'll, I'll tell you weird. You know, I was, I, I was on Facebook um, Sunday and, you, you know, ads pop up. You, you know, because and, and if you're searching for something like 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 toothpaste ads pop up, a pornographic ad popped up on Facebook mm. with mm. pornographic parts. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, how did this get through Facebook? You know, well, I, you got to stop searching porn sites. I, was say, <laughs> I mean, hey, I wasn't the bots there, are following you now, Ken. I mean, I don't know what you and Miss Lisa are into, <laughs> but Lisa <laughs> said the same saying. thing, and I'm like, and no, no, it just you popped up. Ads. You realize that you, you got any teenage boys living in the house? It was it was it was just interesting that that it is interesting. I'm pretty sure it's interesting to the whole world. No, no, that there was nudity. Yeah, that there was full nudity on in a facebook feed you know it would be different if you know that sign came up and yeah. said warning <laughs> warning right. your your computer is infected yeah. with a virus yeah, but it doesn't I get that how <laughs> it works is there's a now archaic federal law that protects all these companies because what it says is the user mm -hmm. assumes basically liability carries the right. liability right so you they can pretty much i mean the internet's right now the wild wild west however I, I would say it's just a matter of time before the FCC steps in, just like they have with television, just like they did with radio, just like they did with all the other forms. Um, well, they have to at some point then, because of the abuse. And now we're looking at antitrust <laughs> laws. Right. I mean, now we're looking at people who basically own the world. They own politics. They own everything. Mm -hmm. And that that's kind of like the old Ma Bell days. Do you guys remember that? When yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember when they broke them up. They had. But you know, it's, this is kind of like when they broke up Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's the thing. They had this whole big thing a couple of years ago, right around the election, about um, sharing information and the companies. It turned out the companies to to put off the government from making those decisions. They were going to self police and they were going to make it easier. But setting your privacy settings for the average American is so complicated yes, it, yeah. and so confusing that you're like, did I just give them more <laughs> access or less access? Wait a minute, I clicked that button, now nobody talks to me. <laughs> well, well, we were just talking about that with Instagram at Solutions. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Solutions. Um, we uh, Solutions is a wonderful group that looks at positivity. We don't look at problems. Uh, it's a networking group for local professionals and local individuals. Who would when? Like to come out. When is it? It's every Monday at uh, 301 Tub Street, the Mary Kay facility from 1130 to 1. Mm -hmm. And then every Wednesday morning right here at Cheezer's Palace. And But what, what was interesting is the topic was creative marketing. And they were looking at TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. They were looking at Instagram reels. But one of the individuals there said you've got to remember to, to identify that you don't want this material used for other purposes. In other words, they can't take your face right. and put it some horrible, you know, right. or use you dancing and then <laughs> make it some meme or something. But it was so complex. The right. average individual that was sitting there couldn't, they couldn't even grasp it when heard. It's confusing. Mm. It's difficult. I'm not a millennial. I'm not a, I'm not one of these kids who grew mm -hmm. up. I remember, uh, you know, making the transition from the, the, the old bunny ears. 
You guys remember that? <laughs> Three channels instead of bunny ears on your television? You had okay. to have bunny ears oh. to get the third channel. <laughs> oh, you did. You did. And then you had to put aluminum foil on yep. that to get the yeah. Okay? And you couldn't watch the show because your dad's yelling, hold it yeah. to the right. <laughs> right. I can't see the TV, Dad. <laughs> oh, I missed the play. <laughs> well, you know, spe- speaking of technology, I mean, uh, obviously the, the guy that se- started selling used books out of his garage. Uh-huh. You know, is now uh, you know, yep. two hundred billion. <laughs> and then there's the other guy that 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 decided to build rockets. So so uh, Musk is out there doing some crazy Elon things. Elon Musk, yeah. right? I, you know, <laughs> this whole thing—he's trying to buy Twitter, right? Okay, and they actually came to an agreement. So here's the thing: a quick breakdown, right? Twitter, he set his offer based on the idea that only five percent of Twitter users were bots that mm-hmm. the other 95 percent of i don't know there nine million people are are real <laughs> people right well it turns out that uh that sample that they came up with the five percent with was uh was like a hundred hand-picked people it's like a hundred they got nine million people and they figured this number out <laughs> by hand-picking a hundred okay the, so so Elon Musk is somewhat perturbed about this because that means if if the number is Less. 30% uh, yeah. or the number is 90%, nobody knows. <laughs> but if it is, if it's anything other than five, it's not worth what he offered right. it. Okay? Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is that he's going to release the algorithm. The point is that we, as the consumers, know what's going on. Well, that's what he wants to do. He's going to pull the curtain down. But this, so, yes, the way this is going, now, and, and in keeping with that, he's on Twitter going, hey, this is what they're doing. Right. He's not like it. So they tried to give him crap because he signed a non-disclosure agreement and said, well, their sample was only 100 accounts. <laughs> and so in a, I think, in an escalation salvo, he said yesterday <laughs> that they also used that number when they filed valuation paperwork with the SEC because they're a publicly traded company. So here's the difference. He signed a non-disclosure agreement and let loose some <laughs> minor little fact. Right, right. They, however, used this minor little fact as <laughs> an accurate number in a government filing report. Now, what, what the real question is, and I think that Elon Musk has not said it, but the indication is there that uh, they fully well knew what they were doing. They know what the real number mm-hmm. of bots is. They're just not sharing it. More importantly, they didn't share it with the government. So that says to me, the I mean, SEC I'm... is powerful. Yeah, they, the I mean, like, guys go to prison for a long time. However, we're all about... Clarity. I mean, society as a whole has become very. Uh, if you if everywhere marching, everything else is all about being able to see what's behind the curtain. Yeah, that's a reference, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And so, is it? You, we want to see the Wizard of Oz, and in this situation, he's. I would say it's a violation of the NDA, but uh, beyond that, he is in 140 characters too. That's the funny part. <laughs> 140 characters. He said all this in 140 that's characters. That's right, um, but. You know, you you want that you you want someone that's on the other end of the spectrum. If you've got Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, and he's keeping this data completely airtight, and he's using the algorithms to take advantage of any everybody and anyone for that mm-hmm. matter. Sure. And then and then you've got another. We we need that balance 
because what happens is that that balances the whole how the institution works as a whole we've got to have someone that releases everything the algorithm the source code twitter you know the secrets of the dishonesty going on with the sec i mean it's it's very important that we have that because we otherwise these entities become too powerful you know with well the thing that amazes me about this whole deal is elon musk did things nobody said he could do right i mean the electric car i have issues with how he made that successful basically out of government grants and giveaways but hey he was the guy smart enough to get it done we need that for the show yes yes we do government grants and giveaways we we, we have important information do you think we can get paid let me see it costs us what thirty thousand dollars to produce each show show, and and so maybe we need sixty thousand dollars from the government so that we can well, continue to employ people in the Claremont area. Is free, guys. Well, but at six point five, I'm a disabled vet. You know, I mean, oh, you think we yeah. can get there? I know, I know, I'm an old than. white guy, but who's straight? But you know, maybe disabled vet gets us in the door. Hmm. Probably six point five million would, would, would give us enough funding for at least two years. I think so. Here's the question: I think so. On location, do you, do you have? Do you have <laughs> like? Are you prepared uh, to answer to them for that money? All the strings. Well, you know what? Six point three million. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. Miss yeah. Pat has. <laughs> I've seen you walk Nathan's across. Here. I know what you're willing to do. I'm willing to hey, do I, I, almost I, anything. Miss Pat has a new <laughs> budgeting dog, show. Way, so Miss Pat will talk about creative <laughs> finance. Uh, creative on finance. Her show. And you know what? She'd spend. She is the type of lady. <laughs> Who would spend six months every day training and learning it? Okay, so she could supervise the accountants <laughs> and the bookkeepers. There you go. That's how she. It's, it's the whole teacher thing in her, you know. <laughs> Anyways, we're coming up on a break again. Again, we're going to hear from the sponsors that we absolutely love. Look, if you want to be a sponsor, you need to reach out to us because man. $6.3 million aside, <laughs> we are affordable now. When we have 30,000 followers... We hit the big time, that's it. It might not be so easy to get on with us. You'll so anyways, to, we're going to hear from our sponsors. When we get back, we're going to have another subject for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd beat Elon Musk to to death at this point. Yeah. Have, 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 have I don't know. I'm a big... I'm a, you know, I can talk for hours about transparency <laughs> in government and how the, uh, the, the private sector has to carry that same weight. You know, we always push for transparency of government, transparency of government, transparency of government. But at some point, the private sector, when it's so big, it, it requires the same, you know, that we as the people have to demand those same things from Well, them. I will leave the, the uh, viewers with this last question and we'll go to break is, I'm, I wonder how it will change when they determine all of these companies are actually media companies like television stations and newspapers. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, they. So on that, we're going to go to break. Right. And when we get back, we'll talk about some other stuff. Hi, I'm Joe Carlisle with the Carlisle Market Report. Today, your market report says that rentals in the Claremont area are at $1.69 per square foot per month. That coupled with the idea that Homes only have less than a month worth of inventory on our market today means that it is actually cheaper to buy a home than it is to rent a home. Housing is very tough. If you want to know how this report affects you and the way you live, call me at 352-360-8387. Well, boy. All right. (laughs) 
We are back on in this train wreck, and let's continue <laughs> the topic. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> this train with, wreck with is Brad going. Helton from the law office of Pamela J. Helton, located here in Claremont, right by Citrus Tower. For all of your family um, legal needs, right? Amen. Adoptions, divorces. Uh, bankruptcy, dissolution, dissolutions, child wills. support, custody, modification, wills, estates. If someone passes away, we've got you covered. Basically, anything that's relative to the family, um, we try and build better families. That's the truth. Sometimes there are broken pieces when they come in the door. When you, when life just happens. That's let's be honest. Say that Jen. thing. Say that life thing you said happens. the other day. It, how did you put that? You are at your best when people are at their worst, or. Well, what was that well, that you crim- said? What I said is cri- in criminal law, you see the worst people at their best. In right. family law, you see the best people that, at that their worst. It. And that's the truth. And, and, and life happens. And, we, and oftentimes we find ourselves in a situation where we're underwater and there's broken pieces. So you've got to go to someone that knows how to put those pieces back together. So what, what we look at doing is rebuilding a group, a community, a family. Now, it might not be the, the traditional idea of a nuclear family, you know. However, it is a family. Right. It's as family as real as you and I are sitting here today. I mean, and that's what's important to us. We'll find a way, a process, something to help rebuild these broken pieces. And that's what we do at the Law Offices of Pamela J. Helton. Hey, hey okay, I want to so- tap on something that, that, that's been on my mind uh, with, mm-hmm. with family law and stuff. And it's like a PSA, really, uh, because we're all getting older, mm-hmm. and some uh, some older than others. Some older than others. I think I think the most important thing anybody can do, and, and I've spoken to a number of people about wills, mm-hmm. and there are people that that, that 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 I love and are dear to me, and they say, "Well, we really don't have anything." And I and I said, "If nothing else, have a living will, mm-hmm. because when you're on in a coma and you're on a respirator, you're not waking up, and you don't have a living will." You know, you you could be going for twenty years on your on your inheritance on on your you know, right a living stuff. well it's called a living will right. healthcare surrogate there you go and what it does it lays out what you want for your body for your life if the situation should arise and and let me tell you something as someone who has found themselves in a coma okay an instant thing you don't anticipate these things that's why life insurance and that's why getting this this paperwork in place is so possible. Uh, you know, you you leave the house to go out jogging one day, and next thing you know, you wake up two months later. And what's important is that you have the foundation in place so that your family, your loved ones, whoever, if it's just the people at the hospital, you right. know, that they know what to accomplish. So when you do this healthcare surrogate, it lays it all out very definitively. And then you take it over to your doctor, you take it to the local hospitals, you take it to everyone that you think could possibly be relevant. That way, your wishes and desires are effectuated should it happen. We all say, just like with wills, oh, put it off till tomorrow, mm-hmm. it'll never happen. But the truth is, life happens. And it's very inexpensive, oh, too, right? I mean, it, you know, it's, it's not tens of thousands yeah, of dollars. Not, oh, it's, it's not even close. It's a few you hundred know, dollars or whatever it, it is. It depends on how, you know, yes, to answer yeah. your question, it's very, very inexpensive. Now, the reason it's hard to pinpoint a figure is because we do a will packet. Right. Okay. Which I got from the law firm. I've got one. It's a last will and testament, a living will and health care surrogate, a durable power of attorney. And I can go through it. Last will, you know, uh, last will, of course, is the traditional idea Mm -hmm. of a will. 
Okay, living will and healthcare surrogate, which is what we just discussed, uh, tells them what what goes on. Should you be alive, but your body you be unable to make these healthcare decisions for yourself? And we all talk about personal autonomy right. all the time. We want to make these decisions. That's the truth. Okay, a durable power of attorney allows your loved ones or someone you designate to act as you on your behalf as long as you are alive. Mm-hmm. Okay, a sample memorandum, and those those documents they're all they all fit together. What they do is they cover you if you're injured, if you're unable to uh, discuss your own health care. Um, they allow uh, that's actual personal autonomy, your physical body. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then your financial elements. You, what if you need to sell the house because you want uh, to be kept alive, to mm-hmm. be kept functioning, but that costs money. Okay, you need to have all these things in place, and then of course, should you untimely pass, and uh, there's a designation that allows for you to your guardians. Mm-hmm. Who makes these decisions? <laughs> Who makes these? Think about that. <laughs> Who is going to make these decisions? Should you? Yeah, you certainly don't want your your brother-in-law Guido <laughs> right. that you never yeah, trusted your you, whole right. life. Or you've right. never met. You know. That live yeah. with you rent free and stole oh. all your, uh, you know, your 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 retirement fund. Right. You don't want him making the decisions because your sister just can't deal with it. But, you de- know? but definitely get it get it done. You've you know, got, got to get it done. You know, you laugh, but it's I know so some expensive probate and divorce in the liquidation of houses. Probate and divorce is is one of my specialties, and I've literally seen that situation where where the the daughter didn't have the emotional capacity because she was so close to her mom mm-hmm. to make these decisions. Mom hadn't had a will to obviously say what she wanted to be done. And her unemployed for 20 years dirtbag husband was the one who was making the decision. And the decisions yeah. were all what killer, he wanted. Killer, killer, right. killer. Well, it was, she, was, she had passed, but, but the point is yeah. nobody had been designated to make that decision, yeah. so it fell to this. It's a very bad situation yeah. when that happens. Yeah, and of course there was bad feelings, and I wasn't involved in it, but there was bad feelings because the, the division of the assets mm. were not what, you know, were not what, because there was an executor appointed by the mm. court, mm-hmm. and because this guy was slick enough you know, to work the system, he ended up being the one because he proved none of the three siblings. And that's addressed in there. Uh, 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 a PR is right. Yeah. So, so you are in control no matter what. Right. right. That's so important. Yeah. It's so important to be prepared. What, so. do we, what do we got now? What do we got now? On the, on the- well, you were talking about a controversial issue that I think we've all struggled with earlier today. Obesity? Obesity. Yeah, I was going to say, is it, obesity. Is it obesity? Was it obesity right or, or, okay, or, 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 or chair size? <laughs> or what? Um, do you want to go down that road? I've got other things we can do. <laughs> you know. Do we want to be in a Nathan situation again? That's no. That's yeah, question. yeah. Of course, we did I'm, promise we'd never edit ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think I'm going to um, pass on that for now. <laughs> I'm just going to say this: um, if you are, um, if you have some sort of ailment, disability, um, something that makes life a little bit more difficult for you, um, and you require um, 
some sort of special need. Uh, for example, um, I was at a show this weekend, and um, you know, one of the guests really needed a a um, special um, seat for them to be more comfortable, for the people around them to be more comfortable. And a lot of these places, they're not accommodating. They don't. They don't. They're not proactive with with how they arrange things. And and and, and I think that it's important. First of all, as the as an individual, you should be able to recognize what what your limitations may be, and make um, take ma- some personal responsibility. Take some personal responsibility for for where you are. Who you're around and what you need to do. Um, for example, I was I was I was, I was, t- I was talking with Brad and and and, and Brad has still has issue if I can say. Yeah, no, no, with, I was with it, his yeah. with his I leg, thought. and so sometimes you know he may have to extend his his leg out, you know, in a theater or something like that. And it and it's and it's a medical issue, but it's not something that he's he has a flag with and he's waving. Um, but it makes it uncomfortable for people that may have to w- walk past him in an aisle or cross over him. Mm-hmm. So he's very conscientious that if there is an opportunity for him to move to a location that's not only more comfortable for him but easier for the other guests, he makes that decision as as a as as a grown, as a grown Correct. ass man to do that. Correct. And and you need to take accountability for. Um, for yourself in, in those situations. Do you know, actually, I have a, I guess that's a great example. Point. You know, for, first thing I have to say, if you're running one of these organizations, um, performing arts, uh, venue, a church, stop buying the cheapest seats you can. Mm. Cheap seats are not the place to save a few cents. And, and I, I can say this because I used to run restaurants, and I know, if you're running a diner and you're trying to roll, you know, roll traffic through, well, then you want a seat that you're behind can only take for about 15 minutes. Correct. You want them to get in, get out, fine. If you have a fine dining restaurant, you want people to enjoy the experience more. Mm-hmm. So you get a more comfortable, more, comfortable. more chair. space. All that. If you're going to put somebody in a chair for two and a half, three hours, you should at least have the courtesy to... To realize that there are, you can buy a more premium chair and those people will be more comfortable. And I'm a big guy. I've actually sat in chairs. You know how embarrassing it is to sit in a chair and it goes out from under you? Mm. Because nobody ever thought that that chair was only rated for 200 pounds. It's just cheap material. (laughs) It's It's cheap material. It's just cheap material. But I'll tell you, the other thing is, as you said, the training of the staff. And Brad pointed this out when we were talking about this earlier. I was on a plane once. I think it was Southwest. And uh, the plane was not full, but it was close. Mm-hmm. And I, I pay for an extra. I usually pay to get seated early on right. so I can get a shot at that extra leg room up front because yeah. I'm a big guy. Um, and thankfully, because I'm a big guy, you know, usually if I can get another big guy in that third seat, nobody wants to sit between us. <laughs> or, or can. <laughs> or can. There was me and this attractive business lady, you know, I mean, she was, obviously she was elegant and professional, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she wasn't very large. One of, the, one of the people to come on later in, the, later in the seating was a Down syndrome gentleman, mm-hmm. okay? Probably in his 20s, late 20s. And 
you know, I mean, what, you're not going to complain about that. Right. You know, I mean, the guy sex you. Sure. He God was, bless him. He's fighting his but, way right. through. But he was, you know, he's 23 years old, 20, 28 years old. Getting on a plane by old. himself. And it, yeah, thing. getting on a plane by himself. So he's functioning. And, and, you know, a lot of people that have Down syndrome don't live that long. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So you understand. And he was cool, but he was he was large. Mm-hmm. And it had been a while since he'd bathed. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it was fairly obvious right next to him. And, of course... He was going to, as anybody would, he's not encroaching on the seat of the young lady. Mm-hmm. He was like rubbing shoulders with me. And I will tell you, I was so grateful when the, when the stewards, well, they don't call them stewardesses anymore. What are they, flight attendants? Flight attendants. When the flight attendant. It's, it's, it's a more technical yes, position. Yes, a more now. technical position. Because they don't serve hot meals anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they do less. They do they have do more less. involved in safety, yeah. though. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that's You know true. what, Joe? You know. I, th- I think safety on a plane is a <laughs> okay. farce. Because when the plane's going down, it's going down. Yeah. <laughs> Everything on there is a better yeah. plane. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Good Lord. Uh. I know where my flotation devices and exits are. <laughs> so anyways, but, but what this flight attendant did was shuffled people mm-hmm. in seats mm-hmm. and asked them to move and basically came up with an aisle for this young man right. who was obviously going to be more comfortable sure. by himself. So and what she did is as as a as a member of the staff, she kindly recognized individually she didn't make a scene. Correct. Right. She right. kindly recognized that there might be an opportunity to make you guys more comfortable. Well and and he here's Both the best part. It was you know, as much as I'm selfish and would like to think it was about me, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was about him, him. making him right. comfortable. Right. But the way she went about it was so cool because she pointed out that they had somebody with challenges mm-hmm. and she only asked skinny people to move. Right. Mm. right. Because she knew that was the best way. Right. I don't even think she, she like gave him a whole row, but she managed to shuffle it. So there was so nobody that, next so to him. So like he yeah, could be on an aisle and, right. and there was nobody next to him and, and, you know, or maybe he was on the inside and sure. he could look out the window and it was, but it was very accommodating. He but was, and he was very happy. My big ass would be hmm? stuck right there. Well, Only yeah, your big ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think of you as big ass. I'm uh, big ass. Okay. Oh, I mean, me? No. I'm I'm close to well I'm 282 as of this right. morning. Mm-hmm. Still, I'm I'm preparing for the. Uh, well, we'll talk about this when we yeah. get back. Again, we're coming up on a hard <laughs> hard break. Uh, we're going to hear from our sponsors. We really love our sponsors, and we encourage you to become one of them. So don't go away. Last section is always the hottest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something that very few of us pay attention to: print. Print is something that just seems to go unnoticed. And yet it is so influential in our everyday lives. We tend to go about our daily routines in a busy rush. And let's face it, there are some things that we may take for granted. We wake up and get ready for the day and print is all around us. Imagine if it wasn't. Hmm, well that's interesting. Now think about the rest of your day and let's see what life may look like without print. Our drive to work would certainly be confusing without signage and window graphics. Do you realize how much print you see at the office? Your desk and walls would really look different without the wide variety of products you have all around you, such as brochures, pens, and flash drives. And that great little lunch spot? Well, it would be pretty hard to place an order without menus. No more mail? Really? Oh, I get it. Everyone just advertises online. 
The truth is, over 60% of online searches are conducted because of print marketing campaigns, including direct mail advertising, flyers, and catalogs. You see, print isn't just about magazines and newspapers. Print is about communication, and at Minuteman Press, we can print your name, image, or logo on just about anything. As a business owner, how do you get your message across and build brand awareness? From marketing and sales materials, to labels and bags, to banners and flags, even custom branded apparel with your name and logo on it. At Minuteman Press, we design, print, and promote you. We are the modern printing industry. Find your local center today at MinutemanPress.com. So, so the topic is hairy women. <laughs> hairy women. <laughs> yeah. Look, we were just talking about how Joe sees the world, and I got to tell you something. One of the reasons I picked Miss Pat as a spouse mm. was she was hairy. No, <laughs> not at all. Okay, I'm not down with that. Yeah. I was a deadhead. Does if you mm. do not know what a deadhead was, look it up. A deadhead was a guy who followed the Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead all, right? all over. But I followed the Grateful Dead like in a hotel room. <laughs> you know? He was he was upscale hippie. Most deadheads. No, I was never a hippie. I just followed the a Grateful bus Dead. Or a van, right? <laughs> a bus or a van. BW yeah. van. Yeah. Down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> Down by. So I was never into the falafel. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we're talking about the way Joe describes situations, and the truth is, experience does everything for me. Miss Pat wasn't just smart and funny. Mm. She had, she was very pleasant. Mm -hmm. She just had a pleasant outlook and a pleasant personality. And it doesn't matter if it's, if, if I think, I mean, look, we've talked about Joe's man crush on Mm -hmm. Chief Broadway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know what? Let's not get too deep into (laughs) that That's right. But, but it's because Chief Broadway is a great guy. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if he wasn't, if he was a complete jerk and a total tool, mm-hmm. I just, I wouldn't think he was attractive. I'd see him as a tool. Mm. I'd do the same thing with women. Mm. If if a woman is naggy or complaining or just, I don't want to use that other word, but we know what it is. It's just a turn off. It's just, <laughs> it's just a turn off. And you or could hairy. be, huh? Or hairy. Or hairy. <laughs> or hairy. <laughs> or hairy, apparently. Just, just Joe's Look, perspective. It's okay to be hairy on the top. Unless you're right? into Bigfoot. <laughs> that's, that's mm. right. Get under here. My last girlfriend had some hairy, hairy. feet. That's right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those, those foot knuckles. Those foot knuckles. <laughs> Look, this is a Joe perspective, and I know women of a certain age, they start dealing with like some facial yeah, hair. Yeah, of course, yeah. But my take is always, look, I shave. Right. Just shave. <laughs> no, not a big deal. You shave. It's not a big mm. deal, okay? It's, it's going to turn me off, Boy, right? Go off the rails on Mustachioed women, right? <laughs> Let me just say, I take them all. <laughs> uh, all takers, I'm here. Brad is available. I am. I am. I, 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 I am not. You're an equal opportunity player? He's an elegant bachelor. And I won't try and marry you like Ken. <laughs> I just marry him off. <laughs> Not Wait anymore. Not enough. We've not determined your your life I, is under threat the next yeah. time you yes, think of that. That is correct. I will I will have to go under the FBI's that got dark uh, witness quick. protection. Look, I did not mean I, when I gave that speech. I did not mean for it to get so dark. That's quick. all right. That was great. Is is very much threatened. I'll be in the witness protection <laughs> yeah. program. Do you know I was in Bali or something? I had a I was on I ran a uh, coffee house once called the Flying is there Saucer you Cafe. Haven't done, Joe? No, pretty much coffee. no. I mean, I've never been president, said, okay? Oh, yeah. And well, it's about time. you know, and, and as an elected official, <laughs> I actually had the sweetest people 
tell me once that actually recently that I should think about running for office that I could do some good locally. And I was like, yeah, I got two problems with that. <laughs> One is ex addict. And they said, well, you ever hear of Bill Clinton? I'm like, yeah, but Bill Clinton didn't have 164 violent arrests. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm. I mean, I think that, you know, I can't get a dog catcher election. <laughs> Just blame it on the deadhead thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Hey, we move by the seat of our pants. LSD psychosis, yeah, exactly. right? The new president of South Lake County. I Actually, I wouldn't want the job. I, I like, I watch the, um, I watch the, uh, I go to the, council meetings and I go to zoning and planning every now and then. And some of it's a bit monotonous. You know, some of a it. Bit. <laughs> some of a it. bit. <laughs> I, I find it petty. I, I find it many it times I find... petty. It doesn't start petty. It starts <laughs> with good intention. Right. But then it, it becomes ends petty. With petty it, it, it gets petty. It gets petty with the people who make the comments. Right. But, it, but I find many times there are some of the officials, particularly on planning and zoning, Yes, you can call me. Don't call Ken. Right. Call Joe, because I'll tell you to your face, okay? Mm -hmm. Some of these guys on planning and zoning have, and, and I'm a big proponent for uh, attainable housing, okay? Housing that regular people with a job can afford. I work with uh, Provident Housing Solutions, Lake County Housing for All. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's in my wheelhouse mm -hmm. as a realtor. I just don't think mm -hmm. it's fair that people who work really hard can't afford a basic right. apartment or right. basic right. housing. Service industry community. Right. That is right. correct. So, so there should be housing. And every time they get a chance for somebody to bring money in and make pay, they're not even asking for special monies. Mm -hmm. They just need the permits. They need the allowance. Mm -hmm. And they make the, the dumbest excuses for not putting forth a project that might bring in... Um, another 70 or 100 units. I mean, when, mm -hmm. there and we've was, got homeless people everywhere. And we've got and homeless people right. everywhere. Families. Families. And the number is growing. Every day. You know, and so... I heard we have one of the largest populations uh, here, right here in Lake County. Well, we do. We do. Because there's right. still a lot of places. You know, if you're uh, out there in Orlando, it's, it's more developed. Mm -hmm. You know, out here in Lake County, we have more area that has woods or... We have so much land out here. We have land, you know, so you can hide on it. towards yeah. Disney, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of... I mean, there's vacant land everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. there's no reason why we can't convert that land into affordable housing. No, there's no reason no why... Reason. I, think, I think that's the issue. Yeah. I, 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 I despise the term affordable housing because, yeah. because many people have this negative connotation that you're going to put poor people in houses. I, I, I like the term first-time homebuyer or, or something that's a – affordable sounds, people think Section 8. Mm -hmm. People think, mm -hmm. oh, God, this is the last thing we need. And, and what, what we really need are beautiful two-two, mm -hmm. three-two starter homes mm -hmm. for the first-time homebuyers that can come in, maybe somebody that started a new career, started a new business, and make it easier for those people to, to, to well, buy Well, we've homes. tried. Remember when the Navy base closed? They tried to convert it into affordable right. housing up there. And, but the truth is you just run into issue after issue, <coughs> yeah. and then it just dilapidates. Yeah, but that, yeah, but that issue after issue is always driven by local government municipalities. Yeah. With, with, Petty squabble? With, with, and, and generally guys who are like, oh, well, we like the way the town has been for the last 20 years. And, and I make this argument all the time. Or big impact you, fees. Yeah, big impact fees. Oh. Look, you're trying to not, you're trying to preserve a fantasy. Mm -hmm. It is not what it was 
20 years right. ago, 20 years ago the population of Claremont property was 20,000 people. Mm -hmm. I don't remember 20 years ago an apartment costing $2,500. It no, didn't. No, I didn't. So so when I hear those words, I I think that is complete blindness from the individual. But it, it is what well no that but this is exactly my point. Yeah. They're preserving a fantasy mm -hmm. because it's not their experience. Oh. The people who show up to make complaints, they're usually representing one subdivision. Mm -hmm. the, the, the dumbest one, there was one few months back now. We were trying to get a thing done. It was going to be within a mile of this subdivision, so they were within the notification realm. Right. Right. We were talking about putting up 75 units that were going to be income-based, but you had to have a job in Lake County, you had mm -hmm. to be a, mem a resident of Lake County. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't going to like go to to residences of Orange right. Orange County. It was right. going to be Lake County, and it was denied by the uh, county commission. Well, actually, they never deny. They always table it and mm. put it off, which means it'll never pass. We'll just put it away until you stop pushing. Right. And what ends up happening is you'll get eight. 15 people from this one subdivision they'll start talking about complaining about Correct. this that and the other thing and the services they can't get and i'm always like do you understand if the population increases yes the burden on your services will probably be tighter but it'll only be for a short time mm -hmm. because as soon as the government realizes you've got that bigger population They'll have to do you something. You have more funding. You have more funding. And, and it's just, it's frustrating because they never think beyond their own right now. And then those are the first people to complain in two years when the thing that you told them was going to happen happens. I've been. And the problem is, it's just, you said something that's funny. You said the eight people, which is so true. It's just the eight people that are the loudest. The rest of the subdivision. Was well, the worst away. part is it, it's a flawed system. At least Claremont doesn't do this. They have their their city council meetings at night. Mm. But typically the county, when these decisions are made, are doing it at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Because mm -hmm. the they don't want to sacrifice their time. So the eight guys you get coming are the retired guys with plenty of money, right. the business owner with plenty of money, mm -hmm. the, the people that can afford to take time out of a workday. Sure. The people you should be hearing from are the people who are that you're trying to build these houses for are the people that are slogging it out right. day to day, mm -hmm. making $15 being an hour, being effective. Being effective. <laughs> being effective. Mm -hmm. they, they're the ones that are out there buying the gas, Mm -hmm. Buying the Speaking groceries. Speaking of affordable housing, Joe, you might be able to tell me. I heard a rumor that on the corner of 27 and 19, they're looking at converting some of those older hotels into, uh, I, I'm sorry, the term affordable housing. Ken, what else do you want me to call it? It's attainable. Attainable well, uh, housing? I, I, I think attainable, attainable housing. first okay. time. I think that new homeowners, um, something Well, a lot like of it's that. the rental market, though. People can't afford but it's, to, but it, you that's, what, You're right, and this is what I was talking about earlier, is that perception that affordable housing is for people who are on welfare. What we're talking is about attainable, attainable housing, housing for people who are working. Do you know in the state in this area mm -hmm. of South Lake County, you have to earn a family income of seventy thousand dollars or above mm -hmm. to qualify for any apartment mm -hmm. in this area. Mm. Think about that. But but just like Brad said, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to be blunt. Mm -hmm. It's fundamentally bullshit 
that people are paying $2,500 for rent, but you bust their asses to get them to qualify for a mortgage that would cost them $1,000 less mm-hmm. a month. It's fundamental bullshit. The way that the, the banks work, the mm-hmm. lenders work, all of this stuff is a problem. It is. I mean, it's and it is to make three times the rent. Holy crap! At twenty five hundred a month, you got to make seventy five seventy thousand dollars or more. Mm. <laughs> and and then they play mm. the other game, and and I just experienced this with a rental for my son. Uh, my son found a property um, th- that he was going to move into with his girlfriend, and he easily qualified be- because of his income. Mm-hmm. But she also had to fill out an application, and sh- and they were denied because she didn't make enough money. Mm. It's like, come on. It's ridiculous. You, you know, it, it's so it's asinine. Ridiculous. The whole system is broken. It's flawed, and something has to change. What's funny about all that is that we give individuals a hard time and say, oh, the idea of affordable housing, it's just poor people. But we don't want to wait our own tables. We don't want to bust our own table. That is the infrastructure of our society, locally and on a larger scale, but especially locally because we're a service industry. We all ultimately feed off of Disney. Okay, that's Walt Disney started, kind of kicked it all up, at least ramped it up. And then we ultimately, we all feed off of these major theme parks. Um, the the uh, visitors, the tourists, the guests, and then it bleeds down. But we need every one of those people. We need people. We need waitresses. We need individuals who help us at the, you know, fix uh, our mechanic shops. And I'm not talking about the high-dollar mechanic shops running the computerized cars. I mean the the old-school wrench turners. You know, all of these people are so important for society, and yet we fail to give them, like you said, we call it affordable housing, the place where they can can make their bed— where they can feed their family, where they can do the things that are necessary. Mm-hmm. They're as important, if not more important, in my opinion, as the top two. Well, and you're starting to talk about, you know, when when we hit these kind of numbers, you know, you're talking about teachers, oh. cops, mm-hmm. firefighters, mm-hmm. right? The, they have to have a dual income. And is, they is, are the infrastructure. Yeah. If you talk to uh, Brian Broadway is um, pastor and the... Uh, founder and director of Find, Feed, and Restore. He finds homeless people. And it's fascinating to talk to him that a large percentage of the families that we have living in a car, uh, a certain percentage of them are teachers right here in Lake County. Mm-hmm. They're living in a car. They're usually a, a younger, younger mom with a child or two living in a car. And the reason is they, were, they had a dual income because they were with mm-hmm. a partner. And usually when a family like that breaks up, it's the male that takes off Mm -hmm. with his income. And now the single mom can't afford the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. She's just gone from maybe qualifying for that apartment at 70, 75, $80,000 to her base pay of 46,000. She's not getting an apartment. Well, first of all, let me say that's that's when she needs to call the loss of Pam J. Well, because <laughs> we will chase that some bitch down. Yeah, well, you know we will. But we you will know, do if, our best to make sure she doesn't end up. However, life happens, right. and if they're if they're not married, they don't think of that. Anyways, well, we, hot subject. I yeah. told you the last yeah, section uh, was always uh, the best. Uh, We're coming up on our end, but we are going to have our marketing moment. Why don't you start, Brad? Or you start, Ken? So he knows what we're doing. Okay. Oh, all right. Mm. Hey, everybody, as you know, it's a marketing moment. I'm Ken Rose with Minuteman Press. We design, print, and promote you. And I'll tell you this. 
with what's happened with COVID, what's happened with marketing, the best way to reach your clients right now is by print. Whether you're slipping something into a newspaper, yes, they're still out there. Whether you're mailing something in a mailbox, get your name in front of people by print. I just had a client come through yesterday that is going to a trade show and doesn't know what to hand out. Hand out print. Give something that they can refer back to to reach back out to you. That's my marketing minute. Always market. Uh, Brad Helton, of course, with the law offices of Pamela J. Helton here for all your legal needs. Dissolution, child support, custody, modification, wills. Um, we also have transitioned to adoption. And we, we try and focus. We try and keep it loose. We try and focus on Lake County, Osceola, uh, Seminole, Sumter Counties, Orange County. But I do want to say it's an interesting subject. I want to just take a minute. My sister works in the office, and she was a teacher here in Lake County. And God bless the teachers. I know we understand you're underpaid. We understand you're underappreciated. We understand the suffering you do. But anything we can do to help you make your life better, um, please come see us. We're more than willing, and we definitely understand the struggles of the teachers. I, I like that. When he said we keep it loose, he's kind mm -hmm. of, he loose. had the body language. Well, I am Joe Carlisle representing Remax Titanium, uh, clearly the largest brand in the world. Uh, I want to let you know that if you struggle with rent, if you struggle with buying a house, I'm the guy you need to talk to. I can tell you why the market is the way it is, where the market's going, and why you need to talk to Joe, because I have strategies to help you overcome all the challenges. Joe knows. Joe knows. I, th I think the theme for Lake County should be live here, work here. I think we have to make, mm -hmm. make that big, live here, work here. You know. Love here, live some... here, work here. Love. I like that too. <laughs> Love here, live here, work, work here. here, play here. See, they should talk to All us that. when they come up with their. Guys, you're making it too complicated. You know. You're making it just, just it's getting out of here. It's spinning. It's spinning. <laughs> anyway, we hey, do that a lot. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this episode of Joe Knows with Ken Rose. Um, big shout out to Brad Helton with the Law Office of Pamela Helton for stopping by today. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel, and uh, we'll see you. And I love you. Bye bye.